Is this the year that you want to get your business in newspapers and magazines? Perhaps you've seen others around you get loads of really cool press coverage, but just don't know where to begin? If so, PR in your pocket is the podcast for you. I'm Jenna, a journalist and PR, and each week I share practical, actionable tips to start getting your business media coverage today. Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today we are joined by the amazing Amanda Hutchinson who's going to talk to us all about photography, figuring out our photography when it comes to PR, how to take your own, how to just get PR ready with your photos. So this should be a really useful episode. Hi Amanda. Hi. Do tell everybody sort of what you do, how you work with business owners and how you help them get amazing photos. Cool. Thank you for having me. So yeah, I'm Amanda. I run AKP Branding Stories um, and I am a brand photographer that works with all sorts of amazing business owners. Um, I've done that thing that everyone says that you shouldn't do and I haven't niched down to (laughs) the industry because I love the creativity and the variety it brings me. And I work with all these clients to take their story and their brand values and their personality and turn that into photos that kind of encapsulate all of that and help make them more visible, be that through their PR, like we're chatting here or their socials or any kind of web pages and sales pages they've got so that they've got really kind of compelling imagery that shows who they are rather than just the boring uh, corporate headshots that give me shudders from my corporate days. (laughs) Amazing. Uh, And the reason I asked you onto the podcast was because we were just chatting before we hit record, but photos are becoming a really big part of PR. Um, If you're a product-based business, they're like an absolutely non-negotiable, but even with the service-based businesses now, most publications will need that headshot. And I've actually just this week been dealing back and forth with journalists over headshots. And I was saying um, to Amanda how a lot of businesses I've got so many things set up, you know, they've got their socials, their email marketing, they're hiring someone like me to do the PR. And photos is an area where they really struggle with, perhaps especially being service-based businesses, they don't think they need them. Um, And for many people, they sort of just don't know where to start. So I think this should be um, a really useful episode. And I wanted to ask you, first of all, like the different types of photos and, you know, why we might need photos. So what are some of the benefits of either working with a photographer or just dedicating some of our time to get some really good photos? So I guess the, the, main, the, the main thing is, is that we are really visual people as yeah. humans. And so in order to kind of stop people scrolling or even just catching their attention for an article to read, it needs a hook, so your headline, um, and it needs a photo that makes people go, oh, that's interesting, I'm gonna have a look. So if you've got really poor quality imagery, um, and we've all got those photos, you know, those terrible selfies in badly lit, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, all the kind of phone photos that we've got from, you know, our wedding day or things like that. Like they're just, they're not well lit. No one's, no one looks flattering in them. Like they're not going to portray your brand in a particularly favorable light. And they're not going to stop people from scrolling through their feed and actually paying attention to what it is that you've got to say. So you're mi- like, by having bad imagery, you're missing out on more eyes on your business and yeah. actually looking at your messaging. Um, so whether you're taking photos yourself or you're taking that time to work with a photographer, 
you need to have imagery that looks well lit that kind of makes sense so it's not it's not a selfie it's actually you know if you even if you're taking your own photos it's putting your putting your phone onto a tripod hitting the like delay shutter so that you can get back in front of your camera and taking a good photo right it it needs to still look professional especially if you're going because they want high resolution high quality imagery and i think correct me if i'm wrong jenna gone are the days that the these publications are sending photographers out to every single story that they are looking to publish a hundred percent actually one of my clients um had a photographer come out to her yesterday and that I thought that was the first time I was really surprised that they did because she'd actually got some really great photos so that was sort of the first time that they've sent a photographer to somebody so most of the time they are looking for those images and I can say firsthand like I put off photos for so long I don't know if you notice this but you know I just felt like really silly like having photos of me like I'd got one where I went to Google a few years ago so that was my photo for everything mm-hmm. my friend just took it on a phone um so I just felt really silly about the thought of hiring a photographer um I just felt like a bit pretentious a bit like silly why would anyone yeah. have photos of me and do you find that do you find people just think like you know, am I being a bit like over the top having photos taken of me? But honestly, it was the best thing I ever did. But at the time, I felt really, uh, you know, am I being silly? Does anyone need a photo of me? What's wrong with my phone? Did you get those sorts of barriers to people? 100%. Like, we are conditioned from such a young age to not be vain, to not put ourselves out there, to not bring attention to ourselves. Um, to be really critical of how we look and how we come across. And it means that people are really nervous in front of the camera um, or scared to actually book the shoot in the first place. And yet people buy from people. And in order to build that kind of know, like, and trust that we're all trying to foster within our audiences and within our clients, people need to see who you are and they need to get to know you. And the majority of people are not looking at that photo going, oh, I don't like that outfit, or who's she to be showing her face? People just, you know, they don't think like that. And yes, there are some horrible trolls out there. They're going to be out there whether you show your face or not, and they're not paying your bills. Um, And we have to try really hard to kind of undo all of that conditioning and go, do you know what? Like What I am doing for my clients or for my customers, for my products, is making a difference in some shape or form within their life and so actually it's it's bigger than you it's like who are you not to show up who are you not to help more people whether it's you know having beautiful products that's going to make a really lovely gift for someone in a hard like in a hard time um, and make them smile or whether it's your service-based customer and uh, client and you are you know helping them within their business or a life like they're not going to know about you if you're not out there being visible in PR and on socials and showing your face and having these photos of you, um, they're not going to know who you are. So they're not going to be able to like that ripple effect on that impact isn't going to happen. Definitely. And I think in my case, um, I think a big part of it as well was I'd seen other people's photos and some people, you know, were super confident, maybe like jumping in the air, doing different poses and they looked really great. But I think 
Um, I'm quite introverted in that way. So I think it's also worth saying, right, that it doesn't have to look like everyone else's photos. Like it doesn't have to be really dramatic. It doesn't have to be really staged. It could be you going about your day. So do you work with people sort of in different ways, like in more formal photos or just someone literally at a laptop? When I worked with a photographer, um, some of the best photos she took of me was just on my phone, on my laptop. I've used them. I've rinsed these photos. (laughs) of how many times so I also wanted to say like the number of uses like from sales pages to sending them to journalists to you know Instagram and things like that but that was another big barrier for me like am I going to have to perform am I going to have to be like you know drama school mode and those sorts of things (laughs) do you you have like a real range of people in terms of the types of shots that they want yeah and you would be surprised so I I worked out last year that I had photographed more than 200 business owners in my time of being a photographer and I can count on one hand the number of people who come to their shoot brimming with confidence and aren't shy about being in front of the camera so although you see lots of these photos of people looking really confident and having the best time in their life they don't come to the shoot feeling like that necessarily a lot of people are nervous but I work with them and you know all photographers will work with their clients to put them at ease to make them feel relaxed and to create images that are going to work for their personality and their brand so you need those kind of headshots and I wish there was another word for them because I really do really do hate the phrase headshot from being in corporate but those kind of profile pictures those about you pictures um you need those you need some of you working in however it is that you work with your clients so if you are you know an online business that works mainly on your phone and your laptop, then 100% that is those photos that you need. Um, You know, if you're a product-based business and you make those products yourself, get some photos of you creating them, packaging up orders. You don't have to be looking at the camera for every image. And then the other one, which is a really lovely layer to add to it, are the more kind of lifestyle personality shots. So actually, what are you doing outside of your business? what makes you 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 know have you and then I think this is where thinking about the story that you're wanting to tell within your PR is really important of bringing that into your imagery so you know if you are somebody that I don't know rescues dogs then including dogs in your photos is 100% gonna help with submitting those stories about the fact that you rescue dogs yeah definitely and I think it seems a really obvious one, but I was we were just talking before about that if you're product-based businesses, the number of product-based businesses that don't have a picture of them either like in their clothes or wearing their product or holding the product in their hand, mm-hmm. all of those sorts of things that, um, you know, that people literally, you know, forget to do but are so important for telling your story. And, you know, there's lots of different types of PR. You know, if you're being quoted as an expert, then yes, a headshot. But if you're going to be quoted telling your business story and, you know, your life story, then absolutely thinking about those other shots. Like I had some photos uh, with my son because sometimes I talk about parenting. Now, not everyone's going to want photos with their family, but it's thinking about what are your story angles? What are you talking to the press about anyway? Um,
We'll get back to some of Amanda's amazing tips in a second, but before I wanted to let you know of two ways that you can work with me in the next four weeks to really get yourself all over the media. The first is my Get Your First Paid Byline workshop, which is taking place on Monday, the 29th of January. If you've always wanted to write for publications or you want to take your PR to the next level, so you're not just sharing a quick tip or two, but you're writing the whole thing, this workshop is going to be really useful. It's going to tell you how you can consistently get work as a freelance writer and not only use that for PR, but also get paid at the same time, which is always a great bonus when we're doing anything in our business. The links to that are in the show notes. And the second way that you can work with me over the next four weeks is I've just released five power hour slots for from now until the end of February, where I sit down with you one-to-one and we figure out your story, your press release, your ideas, and your contacts. There's, as I record this, there are two slots left still. So if you want to grab one, click the link in the show notes and let's work together to get you all over the media. Right, let's get back with the interview. that with your photos do you have any tips for anyone that's sort of booked um a photo shoot or is is planning one the sorts of outfits to wear or props to wear props to bring or those sorts of things so outfits the first thing i say to my clients is you need to be comfortable and confident in what you are wearing yeah so There is no point in you showing up to a shoot in something that doesn't fit you very well. And we're talking right the way down to underwear. Like an ill-fitting bra is going to make you feel uncomfortable. It's not going to mean your clothes sit on it properly. So from the skin outwards, you want to feel comfortable and confident in what you're wearing. And start your shoot with your favourite outfit. Like if if you've got a pair of jeans that you know you feel amazing in, wear those first because it will help get over that initial nervousness in front of the camera. Um, Wear things that that your ideal clients would kind of expect you to be in. Yeah. Um, So I edit in my like slouch pants, hoodie, I'm wrapped in a blanket because it's cold right now. My clients probably don't really need to see me wearing that so in my brand photos I'm still in relaxed loungewear yeah but it's my own jumper it's not my husband's (laughs) I'm a slightly slightly more polished version yeah um the flip side of that is that I love wearing hats and actually in all a lot of the photos that are of me with my camera of my brand photos I'm wearing a hat it's actually really impractical to take photos uh, yeah hat. so you'll never see me on a shoot wearing a hat <laughs> but it has become something that I'm known for and that I've turned up to networking events and people have known who I am because of these hats <laughs> that's amazing so, that's good branding though yeah so think about your think, think about your outfits as kind of being yeah. an extension of your personal brand yeah. um and then I and there's probably stylists out there who would maybe disagree with me on this but I don't believe that there is a wrong or right color to wear that was my next question I was thinking white really off-putting or anything no I think that's for the photographer to work alongside that there are colors absolutely that don't suit your skin tone um your hair color eye color all of that by all means I would work with a stylist on that so I know what colors suit me based on working with a stylist you can see me in neon pink for instance because those kind of bright colors just wash me out 
Um, but what I would say is make sure that you aren't clashing with your brand colors. So you don't have to wear your brand colors. And in fact, if I, you know, if you're thinking of doing a kind of cutout image of you and then putting it on a Canva graphics, if you're matching your brand colors, you may just become a floating head. So that's yeah, not that's a good, yes, that's a good point. <laughs> so complement your brand colors, but wear things that you feel confident, comfortable and suit your coloring is probably my biggest takeaway on clothing. And then props, it very much depends on what your story and your business are. But props are a really, really good way of storytelling. Um, and it's funny because I did a shoot yesterday with one of my clients and friends, Paula, um, and in every shoot we've done, bar one, when we didn't take it to Paris, um, she's had a disco ball in her shoot. And so yesterday we did a shoot where she brought, I think, 40 disco balls. And that was <laughs> both surrounded by disco balls because what her client calls are called disco calls. Ah. Oh, and we okay. had it, what started off was her very first mini shoot, like two years ago, she brought a disco ball with her to, we've just, like we took one to New York with us. Like yesterday, she had a car full of them <laughs> because it's her story to yeah. become part of her brand. Got nothing to do with what she does. I mean, you know, she's a Dubsado and social media expert. But disco balls are just a prop that helps tell that story. Yeah, in a fun way. So, you know, work with your photographer to kind of see how you could be creative with that amazing and what about I've had so many people um perhaps in my membership or something like that they've seen a press opportunity and then they've panicked because they've said you know can you just send us a headshot or you know can you just send us this and it's worth saying you know the media are sort of expecting you to have those things ready Mm -hmm. not saying that you should put everything off until you can book yourself in uh with a brand photographer so I wanted to ask if you are sort of on a deadline or on a budget or you just want to get started um, how can you get going with taking your own photos and how can people sort of do the best they can with their own phone or their own photography until they can then work with a brand photographer down the line? So lighting is always going to be your like the thing to focus on most. So standing in front of a doorway or a window so you've got like really lovely natural light coming onto your face means that you're going to be the like the kind of best lit that you can be try avoiding like the middle of the day when that light that sunshine's really high in the sky and it's it's going to cause shadows under your like nose and your eyes and your chin because that's a little harder to work with but kind of first thing in the morning or if it's a really cloudy day um that's like a natural soft box you've got this really lovely light that comes onto you um if you don't have somebody to take photos stick your phone on a tripod Um, and either set it to video um, and then just kind of clip it down to get you know to get to get the image or a lot of phones will have a delay shutter on it so it'll count you down like three two one take the photo so it means that you can get back in front of the camera in time like mine if I wave at it yes uh, yeah I've seen that which I only yeah. discovered when I didn't, when we first moved house, and I didn't have to have a mirror. I was using my phone to wash, to, um, to dry my hair and wondered why I ended up with a ton of selfies. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you can do that. 
um but the lighting is the biggest thing um yeah you have to move stuff out of the way and like you know if you're wanting photos of you sat at a desk move your desk or table in front of that window yes don't compromise on the lighting um what about things like ring lights or is natural light always better ring lights do, yeah ring lights do work they are a little trickier if you've got glasses oh i have yeah that's why yeah. i could never get on with one yeah, I, the same. I wear i wear glasses when i'm um in front of a laptop but i take them off when i'm on zoom because i just get this glare um yeah. so they can like just be mindful if you're wearing glasses they can cause a reflection which um is fine for kind of if you're on zooms or you're you know you're just showing up on social media but for press they're going to want they're not going to yeah see that as a quality image yeah. um so as long as you're not then kind of blinded you know as in like take your glasses off and you can't see like if you have to use a ring light then take those glasses off if yeah. you wear them all of the time um do you use any apps or anything like that? Or is it just best to try and get the good lighting and not sort of go crazy with the edits? So lighting always first. Um, but yeah, absolutely. You, you And you don't need, you don't necessarily need apps for it. I'd avoid filters because they yeah. either put a colour wash over an image, um, which sort of changes. It, it's really funny on skin tones. Um, and actually a lot of filters are not good on brown and black skin because yeah. they, they change the color too much um but if you just use your in phone editor the things that you i would tweak are your exposure or your brightness so if the photo is looking a little bit dark um you know then you can increase the exposure that way um if it's looking a little bit orange then look at your there's a temperature setting on them it's usually a thermometer you can bring the temperature down that will take out any orange if it's looking a bit blue then you can warm it up and these work on like sliders um the other thing that you can do is if you didn't want to do any of the editing yourself is use presets so yeah like filters but actually what they're doing is they're tweak they're making all of those tweaks for you so they're changing the sliders but you usually need an, an app like lightroom yeah to, to use those um, but your in to be fair, your in phone editor has all of this functionality, so you don't need to be spending on on anything else. Just have a play, and once you've found the perfect spot in your house with the light, then it's a kind of rinse and repeat formula. Is there anything we can do to help the resolution? Because high resolution is obviously really important for print magazine. Um, when we're using our phone, I mean, I know a lot of phone cameras now are you know quite good in terms yeah. of the resolution they can offer but is it again just a case of things like natural light and just you know making those tweaks when you're taking the photo so it's not blur or anything like that can is there anything we can do about the resolution or is it sort of just the better the phone you have the better the resolution yeah. you're likely to have it's going to be based because resolution is based on the number of pixels per like square inch so that really does come down to um, you know what your phone capability is you know you can lessen a resolution but you can't make you can't really make it better um, okay the camera doesn't have that capability um, okay i'm with you so yeah the probably if you've got one of the newer models yeah then definitely should be sort of okay in terms of the resolution for yeah you might phone. not be able to print it as a you know massive banner yeah yes yeah, yeah. But, those little headshots but for the majority of like 
headshots that you need at like a byline on, on an article. Yeah. Yeah. Again, if they want, maybe if they wanted like a full page image, some phones may yeah. struggle. Might struggle. But honestly, you should be fine um, with your with your phone. Most modern phones now would be would be okay. And as long as you're when you're attaching it to the email, you click on it. Sometimes it will say, "Do you want to make the file size smaller, or do you want to send the original?" Just send the original size because that won't do any compressing then. So you'll keep that original resolution. Yeah. Okay, that's really helpful, Amanda. Can you let everybody know sort of what the next steps would p people could follow if they want to find out more, whether that's doing their own photos and getting some tips from you or booking to work with you um, for you to take their photos? So how can they get in touch with you and connect with you? Probably the best place to come and find me and hang out is on Instagram. So I'm at AKP Branding Stories, all one word. Um, you'll see me on stories and posting on my grid but if you've got any questions or you're struggling with like taking your own photos just drop me a dm and i'll see what i can do from you know to kind of help you overcome that because for me it's about making sure that you have the photos you need and it's not becoming a barrier to you then getting the pr and the visibility that you need okay that's brilliant thank you so much amanda this has been a great episode really useful You have been listening to PR In Your Pocket and if you've enjoyed this episode, I would love, love, love for you to share it on social media or leave me a review or just come along and connect with me online. So you can find my Facebook group, Get Your Business in the Media with Jenna Farmer and there's loads of tips and tricks there to help you get in the media. You can connect with me on Instagram at Jenna Farmer PR. And finally, you can also find me on Substack where I share a weekly deep dive into what I've done that week, a pitching tip and things that you can do that week to get you in the media and that is on substack with the same name as this podcast pr in your pocket <laughs>